Hello and welcome. This is the Bits vs. Byte podcast. I'm your host, Amma Grigic, and today with me is Marilijn Baumeister. She is the owner for Bureau Baumeister, and she's an author of uh, a new book that's coming out. So we'll be talking all about that. Uh, could you, uh, Mar- Marilijn, welcome, <laughs> first off. How are you? <laughs> Hi, thanks, Amma. <laughs> um, could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and also a little bit about your background? Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Uh, My name is Marilijn Baumeister. I live and work in the beautiful city of Amsterdam. I'm a brand strategist and coach. Um, I've worked in a variety of roles over the years, always in a mixture of content, uh, commerce and strategy. And um, in my earlier years, uh, I worked for a consultancy company as a corporate marketeer, which gave me a commercial background. Uh, with a responsibility for various market segments. And I've been a publisher at a leading Dutch newspaper uh, where I dealt with the changing revenue model, for instance, and uh, new print editions. Uh, And partially also I was responsible for innovation. So going digital as part of a newspaper. Accordingly, I decided that I could use my skill set to create my own context, which I find very important for everyone in life. Um, and I've been working independently since uh, now for over nine years. And until recently, I also fulfilled the role of director of strategy for a partner in London. Mm-hmm. So that is a bit of my background. And I studied Dutch. And oh. that has nothing to do with the whole career. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about nimbleness, there you have yeah. it. Why, why Dutch? So why did you study Dutch? Just as a small insight to, to why, you, why you did that. I love languages, and um, uh, I think um, spelling is very important. Helps. <laughs> 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 well, no, to be really honest, I, I, I thought it was quite a, a, a neutral uh, study. I didn't really know what to do. You know, I was a, a young uh, a woman and uh, quite indecisive at the time, so I thought, well, maybe I should study Dutch, you know, do some teaching training, and see what it will lead me uh, to in the future. Um, and I discovered a very commercial side of myself uh, later on in my career, which I could use perfectly, uh, mm. which, is, which was surprising and never thought of. But as you start to work, you discover what you can and can't do. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what spoke to you about being a brand strategist? Because that uh, obviously came, uh, came about uh, while you started working and stuff like that. What spoke to you about that kind of, uh, kind of a role? Well, I work as a brand strategist and as a coach. And yeah. um, uh, these two fun- functions interconnect um, uh, surprisingly mm-hmm. uh, because both of my roles are the opposite sides of the same coin. So both professions have two important skills in common. Uh, One is the ability to observe, to analyze from a neutral standpoint. And two is to plan towards a plausible outcome or a solution. So you do that as a brand strategist for a company or a brand. And you do that as a person, a change-oriented coach for people and their their personal lives and their career, I must And as a brand strategist and coach, my aim is to identify what is important on one side, important to people and companies. And I try to answer the question, what is the story here? So people are, of course, um, people are their narrative as companies are their narrative. Stories are the way we express ourselves. And that counts for people, for companies and for brands. 
Yeah. Um, the narrative is always in the lead and uh, in order to understand and to be understood. I think those two things are really important for companies and for people. And let's be honest, that is a really hard nut to crack these days. Can we still under- understand each other? Mm. You know, yeah, true. Quite, you know, highly polarized world and there are issues at stake. So, well, it implies that a brand can change uh, due to all kinds of in and external pressures, but people need to adapt to change by means in living in different circumstances, for instance. And I make sure that they both reflect, so companies and people, on their own values and support them in making the alterations that are needed for a successful future. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so w- what I was wondering about where you were talking about that, so uh, how important do you think, it? If, uh, of course, I, uh, when you look at, uh, when you work at a company or when you want to work for a company, you uh, obviously look at kind of the company as uh, what is their mission? Like, what is their vision? What what do they want to portray as a brand and stuff like that? So how, uh, when you are, for example, when you're working as a brand strategist, uh, how, how do you fit in in there? Is that more like, how do you do the communication to the outside world? Or is that more uh, also in internally? How do you, how do you, how do you fit in that, uh, in that kind of in that kind of web of, of things? Um, I think I get asked for a broad variety of things. So for creating yeah. brand st- strategies in relation to change. And when you talk about change, you, you talk about people, obviously. Yeah. As, sure. you know, companies are constructed by people and not by things, you know, their, their tangible processes made by people. Um, now, I assist companies with their repositioning strategies. So I help them with creating a tangible brand, which is in dialogue with society. So not a brand in itself, but, you know, the, 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 the cause and effect that a brand has. Mm. Um, next to that, I teach. So I've trained many content strategists, for instance, in order to get their content to match with their tre- with trend and brand. Um, and, um, well, I think we need to be um, uh, highly aware of uh, a changing society as people and as brands. So mm. I help them uh, raise their awareness, so to say. Yeah. Um, I lift the curtain to see what is behind it, you know, in, in, in some companies, yeah. Yeah, is it uh, because I can imagine that for some companies, especially if it's a kind of reposition or something like that, I can imagine that that change is maybe hard to do, right? It's maybe hard to to see like, okay, we're moving towards this direction and we need to change. Uh, how do you how do you kind of do that? Because I can imagine uh, implementing change is hard for for a lot of people, and I think it's good to talk a, lo- a little bit about change as well because um, what I've noticed is people don't like change, right? They they <laughs> gener- generally <laughs> dislike change. Uh, I uh, personally don't mind change that much, but uh, there's a lot of people that maybe have uh, more problems with that. So how how do you kind of instill that kind of kind of way of thinking, right? Because you need to, it's a mindset, right? You need to be able to to adapt. And that's also, uh, we'll get into your book as well that that goes into that as well. But uh, could you tell a little bit about how you, how you help uh, companies uh, do that? How do you help them kind of instill that change? Well, I think the first step uh, towards change is the realization that it's the only certainty we have. Um, mm. And in generally, generally speaking, we, we, we deal with it very poorly um, as people and 
often also as companies. So we need to deal with that uncertainty and that will allow us to grow. You know, innovation starts with making mistakes. Yeah. Um, and if you, as a company, you want to grow, you need to see um, and you need to stand back a little bit and see your own processes and see where uh, uh, some of the um, hurdles are, uh, where people don't understand each other anymore, where some of the supply chains get stuck, as in, I mean, uh, a content supply chain, so not, not products, but, yeah. you know, processes in, in, in which people work with each other. And I think the first step is actually having uh, a strong set of values on which you will build and a clear vision towards the future, uh, embracing uh, um, uh, all people that are, that are inside the company, young and old, because you know we are a constellation of, of highly diverse people uh, uh, within companies. And I think that the re realization of companies that they are a part of society uh, and a society is, a part, is part of them, and actually brands are being made by the outside world is step one towards change. So you, I think if you look at the, could I, could I skip towards um, brands moving towards the future? Sure, yeah, go ahead. Yep. I think that will be a good intake on that. Yeah. I think when you look at change, we, need, we see um, three points, which is a 360 view, meaning these past years, a mixture of professionals like behavioral economists, neuroscientists and psychologists and sociologists have been joined for us in order to understand how we really tick. So, you know, the, how we work and how we operate becomes more important. And it's not only an external process for marketing, but also an internal process of monitoring your employees, for instance, in a good sense of the word. So not Big, yeah. big Brother is watching you, but... Um, and it might lead to uh, next level methodologies to reach us as customers, but also reach us as employees and, and people. That is to say, companies will extract how our decision-making works. For instance, mm. when we look at the outside world, we see people with strong values like Gen Z. Uh, we see a Gen Z a generation growing up. That's my, my third point. I will come to that. Uh, so I think all of this combined... Uh, with data will be uh, a new era also for change. Um, and as brands are not made by the company, that is my second point. Uh, one cannot say that a brand is made by the company anymore. Uh, brands no. will become more and more defined by customers and by employees and not the other way around. So uh, technology will have um, a major impact in that will enable that engagement. And I think we tend to look to the outside world to know what we want to change internally uh, because it's a, it's a mirror image of what we're doing within companies. So I think the mixture of internal and external views combined in a company is, is a first step towards change and also brand change. Uh, and But it goes so quickly. It's swift, fast-paced. Uh, so brand need to, brands need to walk their talk. And that talk is the voice of the employee and the customer. So yeah. uh, those two things combined. 
Um, so returning all the way back, I, I will come back to Gen, uh, to Gen Z in a minute, but uh, to come back yep. to your question, first step is analyzing what is the story within a brand or a company when you look at change. It's the, um, the time you take to see how situations run, how people uh, cooperate together, um, and then see where you can actually uh, tap into a process to not change the process, but make it workable and adapted to people's um, uh, needs and wants. So small steps towards broader goals. I think that is the secret in, in actually change management is, is, is sense-making, uh, you know, that um, uh, ma making sense of situations and actually coming up with plausible solutions. Okay. Um, brands moving towards the future, coming back to Gen Z, I think we see a generation growing up, uh, the next workforce. Uh, ages varying, let's say, between 5 and 25 with really hard value sets. Well, maybe not a 5-year-old, but a 25-year-old. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, maybe a 5-year-old with toys. And, yeah. um, and I think companies need to play it straight to make sure that they keep them in the loop. So mm -hmm. Generation Z is activists. There are no limits. And they are willing to bring about movement in, within companies that um, do not have this let's say, value-driven lemma just yet. And um, um, they want to mean something to the world through their work. Um, and I think that that is important for brands as well to realize that if they want to tap into the potential of this new workforce, they need to be really aware of uh, walking their talk. Just... Uh, yep. Yep. Have, and and see, do you see that um, for um, technical companies? Uh, see, do you see it work like that for you uh, for your technical companies as well, Amar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sure. sure. I, mean, I mean, when I look at the when I look at the tech, I mean, companies in general, right? If you're uh, if you, for example, are um, are an employee, uh, what 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 you see is, and what I do believe in is. If you're happier as an employee, you will see that on the other side as well. So customers will see that from, from yourself. Uh, so say, for instance, your customers, uh, they interact with your employees, right? If you're a, an e-commerce company, for example, if you're selling stuff online, uh, if you have good customer service and that's kind of uh, ingrained in everybody that you hire and you give the people the trust to to solve uh, some kind of problem by themselves, you will see that on the other end, right? That, that enhances your brand. You, there's some, there's some, of course, some companies in the Netherlands that have uh, that kind of strong uh, brand identity because of yeah. these kind of things, right? Yeah. Because they Definitely. they actually yeah. they they say that they are good at service, so they walk, as you said, they yeah. they they walk their talk. They, they don't yeah. just say that they're good at service; yeah. they also provide that service. So, uh, but when you look at tech companies, um, I think it's. Uh, more and more uh, people in IT need to believe in what they're building, yeah. right? They need to be believe in, okay, we're building this system. It's not just a system because we're building a system. It's just because we have to, we, we, we're making an impact, right? Yeah. We're building something that has uh, that that has an impact on the future. It can ha happen that you're building some some new uh, technology that's going to revolutionize a particular sector. We've seen it. Uh, we've seen it happen with a few uh, companies all over the world where uh, they completely change some things that we are doing. So mm -hmm. 
alignment of what this company does, like the values and the strong values behind that yeah. uh, uh, with the people that work there. And of course, then the customers that become your kind of ambassadors. That's kind of a, a, a three three part thing where I think you, especially, I mean, tech companies are not that different from other companies. The only thing is uh, in most cases, you will see that they're a little bit more nimble than yeah, maybe other companies. Yeah, they're more digital, obviously. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's that's the thing. So you, you, you are easy. I mean, because technology moves so fast, I mean, uh, things that we were doing five years ago, we're not doing anymore no. because it doesn't make sense. Something new has come up that uh, has replaced the old thing. Uh, so that kind of, as I said, that's also the reason why for myself, change is not that <laughs> weird or it, it's part of the part of your kind of work that you know that there is going to be something else tomorrow, right? There's going to be something else that maybe uh, changes your workflow, changes the way you work, changes the things that, that you're doing. Yeah. So, uh, that mindset, I, I feel like um, also when I'm hiring, that's one of the things that I look for. I look for adaptability. If someone, yeah. if, if we have something that comes up like tomorrow and we need to change it, yeah. how how do you react to mm-hmm. that, right? How do you react as a person to that? Yeah. And th- th- those are kind of things that uh, that I look for when hiring already, right? Um, but I, I think uh, you're because you're writing a book that's also a, a little bit around this kind of topic, right? Being able to 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 change and uh, and being uh, being on your kind of that, that you that you feel that you can uh, can change uh, pretty easily. I think we can get into that as well. Um, how, how did that come about? So how do you uh, how did you kind of decide that you want to to write this book? Um... I think it was something that actually uh, <laughs> landed at my front door. Well, <laughs> I, I was I was actually asked to to write a book about, um, an, let's say, nimbleness. I, I don't like to work to like to uh, use the word agility because it's been uh, used overused, uh, overused <laughs> maybe a little bit. Um, I think. Uh, I have always been fascinated by dealing with change it tra- and, and the book translates the effect of, let's say, large movements and meta themes into our daily lives. Um, so coming from a more analytic stand view, uh, standpoint, um, I think that um, everybody can benefit from actually seeing the effects of large movements and meta themes into daily life. And um, being able to have a perspective on bigger changes and understanding what is happening in society as a whole will allow you to um, adapt or even make the first steps into the future when it comes to a career, uh, the roles you have. um, um, The book is about life and work and the constant change of, you know, being a human being in in this day and age. But I guess it's a book mostly about for everyone who's mulling over the question, how do I adapt? How do I adapt to the future and where do I start? So you will find um, in various chapters uh, the impact of meta themes, for instance, globalization and how that will lead to platform economy and um, sharing economy and a donut economy. Well, maybe not a donut, but, but you know, all those constructs. Exactly. 
Um, and also, so for instance, uh, a simple explanation that I give is um, uh, that actually having um, your sneakers delivered next door because the postman is in a hurry uh, is a side effect of globalization. Uh, but it's it, it's it's become a micro side of you know a, a bigger challenge, um, and I try to explain uh, what the influences of uncertain environments, uh, the awareness of your own part in coupled systems. So you are a, you are a, a, a contributor to globalization, but also to all those changes, and you should be aware that you are you are one of those contributors. Um, the importance of using your own values, for instance, in making choices in regard to your own future, what we discussed earlier, just like you said. Um, yep. um, the influence of values in brands and companies and what it means for an employee to work at a certain company. Um, for instance, we can all imagine that some of the Gen Zers and other generations will have a choice not to work in a certain industry anymore because they think it will not benefit the world as a whole. Um, but also the role of important stories and how they assist in change. Um, and the ability, that's an interesting one, and that's one of my favorite chapters, I think, the ability to detach from duty and penance. So mm. um, we always have the feeling that we we have a duty or you know we need to be um uh in pace with everything and um it, it's actually a good idea sometimes to to let go of, of a feeling of guilt when you look at your own work and uh you let's say the um small prison we keep ourselves in you know and keep ourselves limited to what we actually want to do um so it's all about setting up a scenario for your future but not only as a human being, but also as a company and also as a brand. So I try to derive from the bigger, you know, the, the bigger scheme towards smaller uh, micro environments. And I try to explain how you can actually see that. So I have different uh, methodologies. Uh, I ask people questions in the book. I ask them to make some assignments or write some things down. Um, so that's what you can find in the book. And uh, my main motivation is just uh, we all should adapt to change and um, hmm. because it's fun. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah. To, me, to me it is. Yeah. It can be fun, you know, it's not only threats. It's, um, if, you're, if you uh, have the ability to become uh, somehow stable in what you want in life and, and, uh, or, and in brand and in company, that you, you can actually see the way towards change. Uh, you can make the best of it. Yeah, and the, the detachment part is a, a cool one. Uh, it's a cool, uh, it's it's a cool kind of thing because uh, I feel like a lot of people ha have issues with that. Right? They just have issues with the kind of uh, letting go. Like uh, if you're done with your work, say for instance, you just work a nine to five. Uh, let's let's say it's like that. Uh, when it's five o'clock, right? When you step out of that door. Yeah kind of detaching that way yeah. a lot of people have a lot of issues with that like they and uh, what i what i noticed that's kind of a personal kind of thing what i've noticed like early on i think it was my second job i was in uh, i i kind of noticed like um, there was some kind of 
uh, there was not a conflict, but it was there was kind of a discussion about something. And I don't even remember what it was about. But uh, what I felt back then was like, okay, uh, uh, we're in this discussion. It's not going anywhere. Uh, but I was feeling like I, I, I had, it was kind of keeping me, in that same same kind of state, even when I was done with my work, right? Even was, when I was done with my uh, with my uh, with my day uh, through all, throughout the kind of night and stuff like that, I was still feeling that kind of not anxiety, but kind of that 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 same feeling that you are, are in when you're in a discussion yeah. with someone, right, about something. Uh, and then uh, I also because in my first job and uh, part of the next uh, job that I did, I always had like my email on my phone, my work email and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And after that kind of that kind of fell into place, and I f- felt like okay, I need to, I don't I don't want to feel this way when I'm done with my work. I just want to be done. That's that's the end of the day. I get home. I get uh, one thing that I do is I get dressed. I just put some other clothes on than I was wearing and it actually works kind of psychologically like you know you're uh, you're in your you're in your home you're not doing anything anymore and don't at least uh, in mo- most cases, don't put your work email on your phone. <laughs> that's that's one. Or, that's one or other you do, you agree with yourself that you will never work another day in your life, and it makes life and it makes work and life very easy. Because that's also a possibility. It's really, if you are really into your uh, work, into what you do, and it's very close to yourself, it will make yeah. it easy. Um, and easier, but also fun. You know, it's 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 um, always a, a, a of course a, a layered strategy of setting your own limits, uh, knowing what to do in what time. But to be to be really honest, I've since I I've become in the, an, an independent worker, uh, I have mm. never worked a day in my life, and all it's I different, have to right? Work. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's a strange paradox, but. Yeah. Um, um, I, and I'm not saying that everybody can reach the point that that you're uh, uh, in complete balance because also this will change. I will not be the same person in five years. I might adapt certain things. I need to learn new skills. Uh, I need to reset uh, some of my uh, uh, patterns. Maybe uh, I need to uh, uh, get a fresh brain somewhere. You know, so yeah, yeah that's true. And, and that counts for a lot of for for a lot of people. It's it's um, um, it's actually may, it might be a good um, uh, example if you trot towards the future with enthusiasm over ambition uh, and uh, curiosity over ambition. So not having the ambition, because ambition will um, suffocate you in the end. And I think if you are curious and enthusiastic, you'll be surprised every day of what you can and cannot do, and you can work with it. While when you put yourself in a pattern of I need to do this and I need to oblige myself to do this and I need to go and uh, sort all kinds of things out, you can't prioritize your your feelings and your your um, uh, your ratio. Uh, you yep. can't have the balance anymore. So you'll yeah will be become a bit harder to prioritize what you actually want to do in your life. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's one thing that I've noticed as well. Uh, I, I've always been a person that's kind of setting goals and thinking about uh, reaching them and saying like, okay, I need to get to this point and then I'll be happy, and right? Was, that's you the, know, the, and then you're all satisfied yeah, yeah. that you can you can go a level up. It's like video that, games. that's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing, and uh, you you kind of uh, you kind of reach that goal, and you reach that kind of plateau that you want it to be, and then you're like, okay, now what, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not satisfied at all yeah. in that sense. That, and what you mentioned is, I think that a lot of people have that, and that's also why a lot of people go as an independent worker, or however way you want to call mm-hmm. it. Uh, they 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 still miss something right they still miss like maybe that it's theirs or they're actually expressing the things that they actually want to do right yeah. uh, that, that can also be a thing uh, i mean there's a lot of people that are doing jobs that they maybe don't want yeah. to do uh, but they are doing it out of necessity because they're good at it or whatever uh, so that that's one thing and one, but one thing that i wanted to to uh, to talk about a little bit as well is personal yeah. branding because i think that's one uh, one avenue yeah. uh, that we can going for a little bit is that's something that i've always felt strongly about where i was like okay you kind of need to build yourself up as a person as well not just the company that you work for or um how do you how do you see that so so do you feel that's going to be like really important in the future also for people in tech or whatever how do you feel about it i think personal branding is perfectly fine as long as you stick with your values and that's Mm -hmm. a tricky one to discover your values. I mean, that's a, that's quite a long journey for some people. Um, yep. It can become multi-layered very quickly. Look at influencers, for instance. Uh, you start out as mm-hmm. a brand and you become the brander. Uh, branding is something you can plan and strategize if you, as you have a goal. Um, yeah. And I, I prefer to, to use the word visibility. Um, uh, everyone needs to, to make their own choices in being visible to the public in their own sphere. So again, yeah. it all depends on what visibility you want. Is it in order to put yourself, your brand or your, your company or others on display? And then um, be cautious with what you put on show because make sure that a role fits you. You will be remembered by it, by the things you do. Yeah. Um, And I believe that true stories come from the outside. So how people perceive you um, is not only how you want to be perceived. So, um, and that also counts for your brand uh, and for for a company. Um, uh, And you don't have to be loud to be noticed. Uh, Look at a sudden outreach of a brand um, uh, or a person. And we all know uh, our own sets of local heroes, for instance. You know, someone who does something something for someone else. And you create your own ambassadors in your own sphere. Um, so I would say um, you can strategize, but you you there is an authenticity in everyone that you really cannot hide, and that's your that's your strength. Your true strength comes from comes from um, uh, not being trained to be in a personal brand, but see what resonates with the outside world and what makes people um, gravitate towards you instead of you wanting to, sending a me- uh, wanting to send a message to something or to someone. Yeah. So I think personal branding, especially um, don't become an extrovert 
when you're uh, by nature you're an introvert. Uh, mm. I, I don't think it's it's necessary. There, there are different ways of of becoming heard or being heard. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, when I look at it from my perspective, uh, when I started, the, for example, when I started the podcast, right, I started that two about two years ago, uh, and uh, I was like, okay, let's just do this. Let's see where uh, where this brings me. Um, I, I kind of always love to uh, to talk to people about what they're doing, and uh, I also f- felt really strongly about just uh, getting your views out there and uh, helping, maybe helping people that uh, are in a different situation and want to get to that. Right? They want to uh, have an advice or have someone else that's uh, in the same sector to talk about it, yeah. and that's how it ca- kind of came about. And I was like, okay, I mean, I. I'm not the best writer. I, I, I know that a lot of people write and uh, put their thoughts in that way, but I, I felt like this is a very normal thing for me to do. So why not create a podcast? And then uh, I kind of felt like, okay, I like I like this content creation, but I also want to make another layer or do some other stuff with video and uh, actually start creating content, like real content. Uh, and that's that's how it kind of went. And then uh, you get noticed. I mean, uh, I, I talked to someone the other day that was like, yeah, um, I, I I see that you're doing this and this, and I've listened to a few of your podcasts, and I kind of like your way of thinking. Yeah, people gravitate right? for who you are, uh, towards you for who you are and, and your ideas and how you look at the world. And um, yeah. uh, a lot of brands nowadays, to go back to branding, uh, are very yeah. aware of... Um, of being uh, being able to resonate resonate in that way. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I, I mean, I feel I feel uh, I feel very strongly about people creating. The, the, I mean, as you said, maybe if you're an introvert, maybe this is not the platform for you, right? Maybe it's not not the platform for you to create videos or something like right. that. But maybe you're good at writing, right? Yeah. Maybe you're good at writing blog posts, putting your thoughts out there that way, right? So uh, if if you're if you're thinking about doing that, kind of branding yourself yeah. or however way you want to call it, making yourself more visible, yeah. um, you can think about multiple avenues, right? Also, you need to um, have the courage to um, that counts for for brands and companies. Not 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 branding, but a dance around your brand. You know, companies will have mm. a flow of curated stories, for instance. And narratives sure. that uh, will belong to people outside and brands uh, will cure, curate their stories instead of telling the story. And I think um, customers or clients change and they will engage nonstop in order to let a company evolve into a next level company, you know, connected companies. Yeah. Um, and companies are literally made out of people and uh, and so are brands in the near future. And I think we need we need to stay ourselves. So I think that 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 should be the message. You know, yep. carry your own set of values, whatever they are, but don't try to make them something that are not. Or, um, yeah, I think, and and creating a, conti- a continuity and a feedback loop in work yep. uh, with people, being able to to make things uh, better together. Yep. Without being naive, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so, it's not like, oh, let's yeah. join hands and dance around. I mean, we all have work yeah, to that's do. The thing. Let's be- <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one thing, and I, I noticed on your website when I was looking through it for kind of research purposes, uh, you had some. Uh, you had a section called "Trend to Brand," or at least the training yep. that uh, that you give. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's. Uh, just to get into yeah. that a little bit, uh, what what is that about? So I can uh, imagine it's about looking at trends and then adapting your brand to it. But could you tell a little bit about that? Well, the training is in line with my book, uh, and it's about making mm-hmm. sense of things. So what would, do we see happening in the outside world, and how does it affect us? Uh, just like I said, what mm-hmm. was the narrative was of my book. Um, so how does it affect us, our company, our brand? Um, how do we pour that, let's say, complex mixture we call societal change into a workable scenario or context for ourselves and uh, or make it work uh, as a culture of brands? Um, so I, see, I, I try to look at the touch points um, between trends and brands and... Um, I have an interesting, uh, let's say, trend, which is not a trend, but it's something that is uh, uh, here to stay, uh, gender neutrality. You see Dutch brands, mm. even I, I've, I've, I've done some research, even Dutch brands like Zeeman have gender neutral clothing. Um, Danish brands have a, a, a Danish brand uh, have uh, clothing that, are, that can be worn uh, for men and women at the same time. So what do we do with, uh, um, uh, for instance, for Gen Z, uh, gender neutral uh, intake is very important. So something like Mm. this, um, how do you embed a societal, um, let's say, um, want, so it's important, a value into a commercial proposition because it's necessary to answer the demands that society gives you as a brand, as a brand. And you need to be highly adaptive yeah. and you need to have all the uh, eyes and ears out to see what is really important to a generation in order for them to stick to your brand. So that means that yeah. you need to translate yeah. the outside world into your brand. And that is uh, what Trend to Brand is about. Yeah, and uh, in most cases, you will see that if you don't do that by yourself, if you're by by yourself as a company, don't uh, play into that. People will start asking about it, right? People yeah, will start definitely. asking about, say, for environmental yeah. things, like uh, being environmentally yeah. friendly, or at least uh, if you don't do anything about it, uh, people, uh, the the more it becomes a societal issue, the more people will start to ask your your company like what are you doing about that right how are you how are you uh, playing into that i think that that's that's one yeah. of the things right that's uh, that's uh, that comes to to it has to also uh, to do with making sense of cause and effect in that respect so mm. that's both uh, both sides yeah, yeah yeah for sure so what i uh, just wanted to do um before we kind of wrap up uh when is the book coming out because maybe that's uh, good for people it to, will to be know. out mid-september um okay it, it's, it's in about, dutch right? unfortunately i will ask my publisher to translate it <laughs> it would be good I, I think it would be very i would I hope it would be will, very interesting this will encourage her to do just that <laughs> Will be cool. Will be really cool. I, I'm I'm going to read it for sure because I I'm kind of yeah. Interested I will say in, I definitely in, in I will send you a copy. Uh, and I'll, oh, I'll, right. I'll sign nice. it and thanks. say thanks for the wonderful talk. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, th- those are the perks of doing podcasts. Yeah, right? perks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but uh, very cool. I mean, uh, it's it's going to. I think it's going to be very interesting, and I, uh, it's a it's a topic that's uh, near and dear to my heart, especially the kind of change uh, thing and uh, being able to change and uh, and why people do certain yeah. things and how they uh, are are going towards the future. And, and the fact that, that it will never stop. Uh, eh? It's not like oh no, you've changed. Put away, put aside the book and bye. No, it, you know it's it's the no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it, the world has changed from like five years ago to now, right? Or ten years. When sometimes when you look at uh, like old movies or old kind of uh, <laughs> kind of series, V series, and you look at it and it's like early two thousands, and you're like, man, that was yeah, a different like, world. Did I right? like that? <laughs> yeah. Did I actually Th- get into that pair of jeans? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. So, uh, but I, I do want to ask you the last question that I always ask at the end. Uh, so, what are you most kind of proud of since you started on this whole journey of uh, being a brand strategist and a coach? Um, I think I'm. I'm in generally speaking, I'm proud as soon as people get back on their feet, feel energized and confident, when brands get courageous enough to be sincere, open, and unbiased means lifting the curtain and see how transparent you can become. And when a strategy aligns with a team, but in the right time and place and making that work pragmatically. So not putting a plan on the table. Now I like strategies to work from the bottom up. It needs to come from people within the company and I work with them together to make it work. And when that happens, I think that is the that's the, the icing on the cake. Yeah. So cool. a three layered yeah. <laughs> a three layered icing. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. I think I think that's uh, that's that's uh, that's that must be awesome to see, right? If when you when you think about something and then you also see the kind of organization uh, really picking it up and going through it. So I, I think that's uh, I think that's a good way to to end yeah. it off. Um, how can people find you on the internet? Via my LinkedIn profile and my website, uh, which is in- okay. incredibly hard to spell, so I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in the show. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> and they're always free to send me an email. I will. Uh, I will ground you with all my details, so people can get in touch. It can be for you know okay. a coffee table talk, and uh, I'm always open to think uh, to think and talk about things for starters. So. Be welcome. Very cool. To Thanks a lot. Me. I, I will put it in the show notes and uh, so people can uh, can find you. Uh, thanks again, Marilyn. It was uh, great yeah, talking okay. to you. Okay, thanks, Amra. No problem. And uh, for the listeners, you can find the Bits vs. Buy podcast on bitsvsbytes.com and on all major podcasting platforms. And I'd like to thank you for listening. And until next time. Bye.